You guys doing good? Good. We're going to have a a good sermon today. This is, we're still in the Ten Commandments series, the Tender Commandments. And today we're talking about, you shall not give false testimony to your neighbors, false witness to your neighbors. And um, I just want to talk for just a sec about a little context on this, because, you know, Growing up, it's very easy to hear a lot of no's. Isn't that right, kids? A lot of no's. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. And this is a no, too. It's a God no. But there's always something good uh, behind a God no. Don't you know that? Isn't that true? There's always something good behind it. And you see, the character of God is the character that's true is a character that's loving. We talked about uh, honoring your parents. God's character is a character that honors. He is honored, and then he honors others. Amen? We talked about that. When we talked about uh, don't commit adultery, we recognize that God is the most faithful one there is. Amen? He'll never leave us or forsake us. And, and so we have to understand that these commandments are not just these indiscriminate random things that God decided to do. He picked the top 10 things to make us bummed out if we have to obey them and put them on a document, on a stone. That's not what it is. This is the character of God. And because of that, we're like our daddy. Amen? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We are the same DNA as God, not flesh and blood DNA, but spiritual DNA. We have a spirit. God breathed his spirit into us. And so because of that, if God is truth, we want, if we want to be blessed in our life, we need to walk in truth. Doesn't that make sense? Turn to someone right now and say, we're going to walk in truth today. Cool. Don't you love when somebody tells you to do something that silly? Come on, don't lie. I know you all. Okay. So lying is the opposite of truth. And in the context of God's character and God's nature, we want to look at at who God is. We want to look at the nature and the importance of truth as it relates to God. Because God is the ultimate reality. I mean, I don't know what drug you're on, but let me just tell you, God is the ultimate reality. Amen? He is. And so he is the one who is truth. And as we understand that and gain that concept, it gives us an understanding of, oh, I see. I need to live a life of truth. I need to walk in truth and walk in the light. And so let's look at some of these things today. The nature and importance of truth rooted in the unchanging and guileless nature and promise of God. Don't you love that word, guileless? That's a good word. I like that. I wrote that myself. I'm so proud of myself. I couldn't spell it, but I wrote it. I had to figure it out with spell check. Okay. So first of all, God and truth, the impossible lie. Isn't it great that God can't lie? I mean, that's what it says in the Bible. In Hebrews 6, it says, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to his heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie, 
we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. He made a promise and an oath. It's impossible for God to break those. It's impossible for God to lie. And so we can embrace truth. We can embrace his hope and his truth because we know that it's impossible for God to lie. Isn't that great? Aren't you glad to know that one day God's not going to look at you and say, gotcha? Aren't you glad? God's never going to do that, ever. You're never going to go to God and and he's going to say, well, I know I told you that you're going to enter into eternal life, but really you were quite a jerk the other day and forget it. It's all off. All bets are off. I changed my mind. That's just not going to happen. Amen. God is not going to lie. God has the power to do. This is so important for us to understand. If we look at this scripture in Isaiah, it's an amazing scripture about God's authority, God's sovereignty. Let's look at it. It says, remember this. Fix in your mind. Take it to heart, you rebels. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. Amen? There is no other. Is there? There's no other God besides God. That's it. There's no God on another planet. There's no God in your own mind. There's no other God but one God. Aren't you glad? That's how you can find truth. Because God is truth. You can find him. And so you can find his truth. You can walk in his truth. Okay. So it says, I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. So he knows everything. God knows everything. Bible says he knows he has counted every hair on your head. Isn't that right, kids? Right? Have you ever tried to count your hairs on your heads, kids? Well, God is more interested in you. I don't know if you've ever have. Have you? How many you got? I got a heckler. Okay. No one does that, but God does that because he cares about us and he knows us. He knows everything about us. Not only does he know us, though, it says my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. God has a purpose, very clear, very specific. His purpose is his truth. And he will do what he pleases. What he pleases is truth. God is truth. And then it says, and I will bring about what I have planned, what I will do. I will fulfill my purpose. God will fulfill his plans. What he says he will do. That is a powerful God. How many of you can say that? Bible says about us that we could say, well, if the Lord wills, I'll walk to that chair right now and do it, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? If the Lord wills. But The reason why he's pointing to God is because God's will is the ultimate truth, right? He has all power and he doesn't lie. So everything he wills in his heart, in his mind to do is truth. You guys getting this? Are you sure? Only some of you said yes. Okay. He has an unchanging reality. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't you glad? 
God doesn't change. Aren't you glad? We, we know him as this gracious God who, out of complete and unabandoned love for us, gave his son as a sacrifice for our sins to, to uh, take our sins upon him on the cross. We know him as that God, and yet he will not change next year, next eternity, the eternity after that, the eternity after that. He will not change. He will be the same. He's not going to surprise you one day and say, you know what? That one sin, that was too much. I'm changing my mind. I'm not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He's not going to change. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. When I think of shifting shadows, that's a hard word to say. Say it three times fast. Shifting shadows, shifting shadows, shifting shadows. It's tough. It's family Sunday. Come on. Right? Shifting shadows. I think... I think about birthday cakes and candles. I just do. You know, all the candles are lit on Chase's cake. You know, there's quite a few candles on mine a little more. And, and the lights go off and everybody's singing and all you see are these shadows everywhere. These all these different light sources. Nothing looks the same, right? Everything is different. There's an illusion everywhere. And that is not our God. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad he doesn't change one bit? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can't look at him one day and know who he is, and then the next day be shocked that he's not that thing anymore, that he's not that, he doesn't have that attribute. Like, shocked that he's not loving anymore. He will always be loving. Aren't you glad? He will always forgive you of your sins based on the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen? He will do that. There's no shifting shadows. God is the font of truth. He is the a, truth is emanates from him. He is the origin of all truth. Jesus said what? That's right. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what Jesus said. So when we think about truth, when we think about the nature of these tender commandments. And the one that says, do not bear false witness. Do not lie. We have to look and understand that this is coming from a God who is truth. And he created a world founded on what? Truth. And that foundation will not rattle But if we don't walk in truth, if we walk in falsehood, we suffer consequences. And he loves us far too much to let that that happen. Aren't you glad? There is no darkness or guile with God. John 8, 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If you follow Jesus, you will walk in light. Not just a light, the light of life. What a wonderful concept to know. Jesus is the light. This is a personification of truth. Jesus is the truth. He is the light of life. If you follow him, you do not have to walk in falsehood anymore. Yet why do we do that? 
Why do we walk in falsehood? We'll touch that in just a second. God is faithful and true. Faithful and true. What God says, he does. It equals what he does. There is nothing God says that he does not do. And that's why at the end of the ages, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is called faithful and true because what he says, he does. Everything that God said in the word of God is already accomplished in the heavenlies. Amen? It's already done. You don't have to doubt a promise of God. You don't have to doubt when he says, test me in this about giving of your first fruits because it's already accomplished. God's words are as gold, as a Jewish mother would say. They are. They're better than gold. They are accomplished. Whereas Eric would say, so let it be written, so let it be done. Eric says that all the time. If you see Eric, you can bug him about it. He's not here. (laughs) So let's see about how we can live in the truth now, all right? Jesus was talking to Pilate right towards the end of his life. Pilate's deciding what to do with Jesus. And Jesus says, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And Pilate says, what is truth? You guys, this is the greatest lie. The greatest lie of all lies is that truth has any sense of relativity at all. It is a fixed object. It is a fixed point in all of the universe. And that point is Jesus Christ. He is the truth. But we live in a world, don't we? that has situational ethics, situational truth. Yeah, I'll follow this truth as as long as I'm comfortable, but as soon as you start getting uncomfortable, and I've done this and I've seen it in a lot of people's lives. I've done it myself. I live this way until it becomes a little too uncomfortable, and then I just decide, well, okay, I'll pick this up later. (laughs) And you just don't do it. Situational ethics, situational truth is not real truth. There cannot be one truth today and a different truth tomorrow because truth emanates from a source and that source is unchanging. That source is all-powerful. That source does not lie but only tells the truth. So everything that comes from God, everything that comes from God is truth. So if we want to understand what truth is, and if we want to live in the blessing of walking in truth, we have to get this. I was a crazy liar when I was younger. I mean, I still lie now, unfortunately, sometimes. I'm not doing it now. So it's okay. Okay? I'm not lying. Okay. Oh, I sound like a used car salesman there. I'm not lying. I like used car salesmen. Sorry, guys. I do. I was a crazy liar. I lied to myself. Can you relate? I lied to myself with drugs. I would slather drugs all over me so that I could believe that I'm okay. I would do that. I bet there's some people here that are like that too that you medicate yourself either with 
with illegal drugs or, or prescription drugs, and a lot of it is because you just can't bear the truth. And I was like that in my life. My pains and my fears, they were too much for me, and so I decided to cover them up as best I could with one big fat lie. Well, maybe it was several, right? Because it's a pretty complex thing. I also lied to myself in the, in the area of, and these kind of work in conjunction, but you know, when I was growing up, I was, I was really kind of put on a pedestal because of where I was in my family position. And, and I mean, I was on the pedestal, and guess what? I liked it. It's fun up here. I like the pedestal. And everybody looked at me, and, and they said I was really important, and you know what? I believed them. I was really important. And I lied to myself, and I said that I was better than everybody else because I'm on this pedestal. What a great thing to be. I lied to myself about that in pride. What I didn't realize is that both of these things, my my drug addiction and this lie right here, really worked together in a very destructive way in my life because what I knew was underneath the pedestal. I used to go to my grandfather's drugstore. He owned a drugstore. This was in Queens, New York, all right? Queens, New York. And I was just a little kid. I was like seven, eight. And he'd take me, and I'd go for the weekend. I'd help him work in a store. And I loved to work, and I'd work with the medicines. And then I'd also, you know, kind of arrange things, dust things on the top level. But then I hated it when he sent me to the basement, This is New York City, folks. A basement in New York City. Cockroaches. I've never seen a cockroach in Utah. They're all in New York. (laughs) Rats. Everything was rusty and musty and smelly. I mean, it was terrible. But guess what? That's what my underneath the pedestal looked like and felt like to me. It was real. I looked at that, and I knew that I was not this person that was so cool and was the most important person. I lied to myself thinking that. But what happened is when I looked down there, it crushed me so much to see what I saw, that drugs were the answer for me. At least I thought they were. They weren't. It just destroyed me more and made me more miserable, made me feel worse about myself, my identity. Kids, don't try drugs. They're totally destructive. Say amen. 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 What a terrible thing. I was afraid to be in the light. I did not like what I saw. I was afraid of others seeing me. That me. I was really embarrassed. Can you guys relate? Because I think there's a lot of people that feel this way and operate this way. You put a mask on because it's too painful to be you. This is what Jesus said about those that do not follow God and do not seek after truth. He says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. 
for he's a liar and the father of lies. He didn't hold to truth. We need to hold to truth. We can hold to truth because who is that? That's Jesus. But that is not what the devil did. The devil had a native language and it was lying. I took Spanish for two years. I still couldn't talk fluently. It was, a matter of fact, I was pretty bad. A matter of fact, I'll tell you the truth. I actually cheated on a Spanish test. It's probably one of the only times in tests that I actually cheated in high school. Don't cheat, kids. You're hearing a lot of stuff today. <laughs> Don't cheat. It's a terrible thing because it's lying. It did, did damage to me. But the devil is fluent and elegant at lying. He is elegant at lying. Have you ever experienced the devil lying to you in elegance to where you were able to adopt it as, hmm, that could be true. That could really be true. You know, I didn't think of it, and gosh, the Bible doesn't say that, but hmm, it sure feels right. Right? Be careful if something feels right. What do you think? Do you think feeling right is a good way to determine what truth is? Truth is truth. The, the issue with truth is when we come against it, it hurts, right? And we feel it, right? And so it doesn't always feel good. Thank you for that. It doesn't always feel good. So your feeling about what's true or not is not a good way to decide what's true. Here it says in Numbers, God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he not promise and not fulfill? Again, we have this same context of what God says is truth because it does happen. There is no opportunity for something that God speaks not to happen. Aren't you glad when you think about the promises of God, that those spoken promises are as good as gold? That's why we have the Holy Spirit guaranteeing our inheritance. And the yes and amen in Christ is given to us, according to the scripture. Ephesians 5 says, you were once in darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And then it says, for the fruit of that light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Walk in God's light, and the fruit of truth will begin bearing up in your life. This is what it says in John. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Can you relate? No one likes to just step out here and say, you know what? I cheated on my Spanish test, right? That is not a comfortable thing to do in front of hundreds of people. No one likes to do that. So men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, but will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. This was my greatest fear, that what was underneath in my foundation, what smelled, the cockroaches, the rats, the mildew, the mold, the dirt, that was there, and I knew it. Can you relate? Come on, you can say yes. Good. 
Come on, this is priming the pump for you to begin speaking and allowing truth to speak to you today in new ways. And I know you desire to speak in truth. I'm not calling you liars, but the truth is, is we do lie to ourselves. We do lie to God. And God's calling us to a new level of speaking truth, as we'll see in just a minute. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be plainly seen that what has been done has been done through God. You guys, this is so amazing. It is so amazing that you could know that all that gunk is underneath and yet you can come into the light with security and peace and joy because you know it was done by God. The grace of God saves you. God's unmerited favor and not your works. And so it's okay. The first most important profound thing that you could do is know that it's okay that it looks and stinks that bad down there because of the grace of God. And when you get those things in your mind and your heart, that is the beginning of healing in your life. That's why we talk about grace so much. So what types of lies are there? First, there are lies that we speak. We speak to God lies, don't we? Don't we lie to God? I lie to God. I've lied to God. I've made excuses to him before. I've made excuses to him. I knew, I knew what was right. I knew the Bible was right. But hello. I don't know what's wrong with this mic. I'll hold it. Where was I? <laughs> okay, speaking, speaking lies to God. I've made excuses. I've looked at the Bible. I know what the Bible says, but I've made excuses for myself. Like, you know what? This is too hard for me. I'm going to come back to this. I'll come back to this in a little while when I feel more comfortable with this. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Or, hey, this thing is just... Why do we have music on, Chase? Chase, you're becoming the halftime entertainment again. Just move away from the board, Chase. Just move away. Step away from the board. Okay. And Romans 1 says, they exchange the truth of God for a lie. And, and this is what we do. It is so destructive, so destructive to, to lie to God. But this is what the psalmist says. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is the safest prayer that you could pray. Guess who is the worst judge of what's going on honestly in your heart? Point to yourself. You are the worst judge. And the next worst judge is guess who? Your wife. If I want to feel good about myself, I'm going to ask my wife because she's so wonderful. She just says wonderful things to me. But then I have to say, honey, tell me the truth. She does. She tells me the truth. But who best to go to than to God? Kids, don't think you got it right and your parents got it wrong. Go to God and ask him what's going on in your heart. 
Are you telling the truth or are you not? Let me tell you, kids, the Bible says your sin will find you out. And that has happened in wild and crazy ways in our family, in the lives of our kids. (laughs) I'll let them tell you. You can ask them. But it's amazing how God can speak to parents, kids. Kids, are you listening? This is really something you want to know, okay? Have all kids stand up. Where's all the kids? Stand up. I want to tell you something. It is amazing that God can speak to your parents, and he can say what's going on inside of your hearts. So don't think that you're hiding something from them. What do you say? Amen? Amen. Scared them to death. Okay. Parents, you all owe me five bucks. <laughs> okay, so then we can lie to ourselves. We can lie to ourselves. And like I said, I did this through medication. I didn't want to see my sin. I looked away from my sin as best as I could. I built the best blinders that I could so I wouldn't see the things that really were gross in my life. Whatever it took, I did. I even moved 3,000 miles across the country so I wouldn't have to see the sin and the sickness that was in my basement. First John says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Don't, don't let that be your claim. Be willing to have the truth spoken to you in love, you guys. That means somebody might come up to you. Someone came up to me after the service and corrected me on something I said, which could have sounded just a little not clear, and I was so glad. Have the heart of someone who's teachable. Yeah, I'm okay. I want to know if I'm wrong. Do you guys really want to know if you're wrong? Or would you prefer, or would you like to say that and put, on, put a face out there? It's like, yeah, I want to know if I'm doing things wrong, but then don't tell me I'm wrong. Don't tell me I'm wrong because I will not talk to you again. <laughs> she, do you believe that person? The gall. They told me I was wrong. They're a mess too. Who are they? What right do they have? <laughs> right? I'm going to have an argument with myself. <laughs> so and then we lie to others. We lie in anger. We lie in anger. We, we look to somebody straight in the face and we tell them, no, I'm not angry at you. I'm not angry at you. You're good. Anybody tell you you're good? I always know that's a big, if anybody does that and they're really truthful, don't get offended. But usually when somebody tells me I'm good, I know I'm in deep trouble. Deep trouble. Because that person is not telling me the truth, probably. And I'm, I, they're mad at me. I did something wrong. <laughs> so I, I, I lie like that. I've done that because I did not want people to see what was going on in my heart. And so I would lie to them and tell them, I'm okay with what you did. Or someone leaves a church and says, oh, yeah, I won't talk bad about that church, but I just wasn't getting fed there. And so now I'm moving to another church where you're going to get fed just as much, but you're not mad at the pastor (laughs) or mad at the person sitting next to you who just happened to tell you that you hurt their feelings and they were trying to make it right with you, you know? Is this relating? Are you there? Did I lose you all? 
The kids are here. I know. I scared them to death. Okay. Lying in pride and in greed and selfishness just to get what you want. You're going to say whatever it takes. I've done that. Have you? Yeah. Colossians 3 says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. Do not lie to one another. You've taken off the old self. You've put on the new self. So start walking in truth, walking in light. Allow the light of Christ to bear fruit of truth in you. And what happens because of it is pretty powerful. But I want to I be real honest for just a minute. Is that all right with you guys? Are you sure? Okay. Okay, thank you. Not living transparently is lying. Don't throw a tomato at me. Not living transparently is lying. That means people need to be able to see inside. It does not mean that you hand people the hand-picked things that you want them to see about you. That's not transparency. You get what I mean? Because I can do that too, you know? I'll just show you all the good things. I'll put the smile on at church, and these are the good things. They need to be able to see what's going on. Now, transparency is different in different relationships, but do you have someone in your life that you're transparent with? Several people in your life, because a wife is a good thing, a husband is a good thing. That's one area of accountability and transparency that's very important. But then also a good friend. Guys, you need a good friend that can know you. Not, sh- not that you can show all the things about you that you like so that they like you. Not that. Right? But that can know you and that they're able to come up to you at any given time in love because you trust them and you have a built relationship. And they could say, you know that thing you said the other day? I don't know about that. We need to talk. Or you know that thing in your life? You know that thing that's going on on the internet? We need to talk about that. There is a lot of... Hello? A lot of lack of transparency in the church, in people's lives. And this, if I could be serious about something... This is it. This will kill you. Because you cannot do this alone. We were designed to be with each other, which means that people need to know what's going on inside of you. You don't have to tell, you don't have to get up here on the stage and tell 600 people something about your life. But you do need to open up enough so that those closest to you your circle of influence can see what's going on, not just see the hand-picked things that you're throwing at them. So, you still like me? Okay. Also, hypocrisy is lying. Hypocrisy is lying. You can't live one way at church and live another way at home. It's lying. If that's you, don't feel bad. Just 
Go to God and allow the light of Christ to fill you and start getting healed from that. But there's a lot of people that live like that. And you know how I know? Because I hear about a lot of fights on the way to church. And that's, that's where the two worlds collide, right? Right on the way to church. Oh, come on, we got to get, we got to put on our God face now. Come on. I know I hated you yesterday, but now we love each other, honey. <laughs> Don't do that. Be truthful with yourself and with God if that's a struggle. And allow the light of Christ to bring healing in your life. One of the great ways that I learned about what character really is, it's who you are when no one's looking. I remember reading that in the bathroom one day. It was a good place to read that. (laughs) Who you are when no one's looking. Who are you when no one's looking? Are you that same person that comes to church? Are you that same person who goes to work? Are you that same person that eats at the dinner table with your family? Or are you someone else? Who you are when no one's looking. That's what's true. So accept the truth because it brings healing. This is my final point. We can have the, uh, Adam, if you can come up, that'd be great. Accepting the truth brings healing. This is what it says in 1 John. I've quoted parts of it, but I want to quote the whole scripture to you now. It says, this is the message we've heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus Christ purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all righteousness. You guys, when you walk in the light, Healing takes place. Forgiveness first. And then after forgiveness, forgiveness, the grace of God, is the most powerful antibiotic that there is known to man. And when it goes to that area in your life that you're struggling in, it immediately starts beginning to bring resolution. And then things start following from there. And healing comes in your life. Why don't you close your eyes with me? Matter of fact, why don't we all stand right now? Just want to give you the opportunity to come into the light today. This is what the psalmist said. And honestly, I, this, is, this is not a show, but I, I, I really felt like the Lord said, ask people to come down and between God and them, not be, and there's no intermediary, just between you and God, come to the front and kneel down here. Just use this as, it's not a holy place here, but we'll use it as a place where you meet with God. Come to the front and respond to God today. Allow what area that is a shadow in your life 
to become in the light with Christ, to begin that healing process. And this is what the psalmist says. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. This first part of this section is just, is a picture. And I just remember, I remember coming back to God after I did a three-year mega lie with God of running away from him. And I just felt I was, the weight of these lies was so heavy on my life. It caused depression. I had to go to therapy. I had to figure out why am I depressed? Well, I was just lying. I was allowing these lies to just take me over instead of truth. The weight of lies just brings such sickness and depression. And then he says, I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. This is what the Lord wants you to do. If you have a hidden thing, or maybe you just aren't living transparently, there's just not someone in your life right now that can see in without the manipulation of, of your own self showing things. Whatever it is, God right now, he wants to bring a new level of truth because he said, you shall not lie for our blessing, for healing in our lives. So we're going to sing this song, and as we do, I want to invite you to come up here, and we're just going to, it's just going to be between you and God to just pray. Here we go. the Lord to bring ministry to God. 
Lord, thank you, Lord, that we can come into the light. What a safe place to be. What a healing place. Lord, we just pray for all these people that are here. Lord, they've taken a great step in in just choosing to walk in the light. It is so wonderful to not have shadows in your life and to walk in truth. We pray, God, that you would bless them with that knowledge. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give opportunity for those that maybe the Lord's speaking to you right now and he's saying that I want to forgive your sins. That's what the Bible says. God wants to forgive your sins. It's, you can hide all you want, but your sins follow you until you come to the cross of Jesus Christ and you ask him to forgive your sins, to take your sins upon himself and to give you forgiveness. And while all eyes are closed, if that's you, if you'd want to ask Jesus Christ to forgive your sins and to be your Lord, or maybe you're returning back to the Lord after being in a period of rebellion, running away from God, I just want you to raise your hand and and make eye contact with me. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all these hands that are being raised. Thank you, Jesus. Your hand is bursting forth into the light right now. This is the place of healing. Hallelujah. Lord, we just pray for those that are raising their hands. They're asking you to forgive their sins. They're asking you to be the leader of their life, their Lord. We pray, God, that you would affirm that in their hearts right now and that they would know that they are forgiven based on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that they're able to come and acknowledge their sin as we all need to do and receive the forgiveness that comes with it. In Jesus' name, amen.